You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Oh, uh, yeah. We're Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm going with you for the next about 40 minutes or so. Along for the ride is the best co-host in all the land, Todd to the top. Todders, how are you? It's like an afternoon. Uh, oh, I look, did he, you muted yourself. The one who cannot be muted, muted himself. <laughs> I was just seeing if it works. Totally works. Totally works. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. All right. Well, I cranked your volume because I was like, oh, crap. I turned down the wrong slider, but I, it was you all that's along. Funny. Yeah. No, that's it was funny. me all along. Uh, all right. So we have a weekly happy on the docket, and we have, you know, it's springtime. So lots of stuff is coming up. It's a busy time of year, actually. So we have guests here from the Weaver State University and the Ogden Climbing Festival in the news, including... While we were out, so we took a few weeks off, and we'll talk about that, but breaking news or the biggest news to occur while we were out was ORs returning to Salt Lake City. Uh, also, an Ogden Climbers banned from Denali, Snowbird Tram Stories, Dual Moon, Mountain Guide Buried in an Avalanche, in, uh, he's a Salt Lake Mountain Guide in, in the Cottonwoods, he was buried for 23 minutes and he lived. Uh, we also have Climbers Against Trams. Uh, outside announces an anti-metaverse. What is that? And prehistoric cheetahs. Where did they once roam? Was it near here? I think so. Give you something worth watching that Amy's apparently already watched. And we'll get, tell you, we'll give you the update on Gear 30 and the fresh goods there. My lands hint uh, Weber Ogden Basin is in a quote world of hurt in quote. And we'll give you a quote of the week along with an outdoor jukebox. So all of this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode 387. It's a long title, Todd. Are you ready? Ogden Climbing Festival, Dual Mooning, and Prehistoric Cheetahs. So let's go. Summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Todd, we had a nice break, you know. We did like six, seven shows in a row, and then we just took a little break, which was nice. Yeah, it didn't didn't feel like a break, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it was a break from the show for sure. But it's yeah. good to be back. Uh, so this week's Weekly Happy, and you all have to play along because it's silent. So those of you listening on the podcast, this is why you should watch us on YouTube. We'll go ahead and share the screen here. If you've ever tried or thought you should try to, uh, you know, the big thing this weekend was the, the pond skimming. And so fat bike pond skimming did not go well, or did it go exactly how you <laughs> thought it would, but he scorpions in the water. So, uh, the post that's on Instagram says the guy at the top told me if I go fast and lean back, my fat tire will just skip me across the water. Uh, it's pretty much one of the best <laughs> snow scorpions. Yeah. It does not work that well in real life. So this is your your weekly happy and get your fat bikes out folks and find a pond near you and see if you can do better than this 
this poor gentleman here who just scorpions like a boss but that was good um that's funny no it's it's pretty great actually all right so we have some on the docket um first wednesdays of each month the goal foundation is doing community hike so to jump on that uh head on over to the goal foundation to figure out what that's all about also three there's three sessions of the tfnu or trails foundation northern utah youth trail hikes and so there's an april one i think a june or july one and then a fall session of youth hikes locally so there's hikes if you're looking to hook hook up with like uh, fellow hikers and you're or you're new around here and you need to know where to go you have kids that want to hike goal foundation and trails foundation northern utah have some community hikes that they are hosting you can check those out um we we'll get to weaver state because weaver state's got to be doing some hikes this summer i'm assuming um are, are you guys you guys lining that stuff up haley or amy yeah yeah you'll be watch our calendar on okay. our web page we would do some waterfall hikes throughout the mm. summer and then early fall we do our classic um summit series doing the the big summits here in ogden lewis peak mount ogden and ben loman you know who, you know who led that at one time i'll give you a hint <laughs> she's sitting right with me yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Um, You're the best. That was a long time ago. That was like ten years ago or something. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, so there's there's options if you if you want to hike it to know the trails, check out the Weber State University Outdoor Program, Gold Foundation and Trails Foundation Northern Utah. Um, so the first one is April sixth because that's a Wednesday, first Wednesday. What's today? The fourth Monday. So that's in a couple of days. Six p.m. Their evening hikes. On April 9th, Turn and Burn Race at Powder Mountain. April 8th through 10 is the Ogden Climbing Festival. We'll chat about that here in just a minute. It's a three-day event again, uh, presented by Weaver State University Outdoor Program on Partners. April 9th is the end-of-season party at Powder Mountain. Also, the Avalanche Dog Fundraiser. That'll be up Mountain Luxury from 6 to 10 p.m. And then April 13th is a Anchor Cleaning Clinic at 9th Street Crag. It's free, but donations are requested. If you're curious on how to clean the anchors, April 17th, Easter brunch buffet at Snow Basin. Now, I haven't been to any of these, but they sell out fast. So if you want to do brunch up at Snow Basin, I'd get your tickets in advance. April 22nd through 24th, I believe Todd already has his tickets for this. It's Hill Fest at Powder Mountain. It's the snowmobile extraordinaire, snowmobile Hill Fest. Um, okay, now I was teasing because I know Todd doesn't have his tickets for this, but... It's pretty, it looks pretty fun, actually. It looks like a party. Do you know, have you heard this before, Todd? Uh, no, but there can't be, you know, is it, is it so dirt? So no, it's a snowmobile, but it's like a national championship snowmobile hill climb. And there's live music from like Andy Frasco and big, like big, big bands, you know, that are going to be up there partying. Um, so there's a party at Powder Mountain. And that is on April 22nd through the 24th. So they need a few days to do the Hill Fest. It's that big of a party. That sounds like fun. Earth Day is coming up. That's April 23rd. My daughter will actually participate in that. At the Ogden Nature Center, they invite the Celtic Beat dancers. And so uh, booths and art projects and, you know, celebrate Earth at the Ogden Nature Center. That's April 23rd. April 30th is the Coldwater Traverse. I'll actually be at the finish line of that as well emceeing or announcing the names of the finishers it's an 11 and 16 mile trail run so if you're interested head on over to the cold water traverse it's a beautiful time of year to run the bonneville shoreline uh, as long as it's not raining because 
you know, that's always a thing in the spring, but it's usually warm enough even when it rains that it's still a good, good day and the trails are usually in really good shape by the end of April. Also on April 30th is the Kids Bike Giveaway and Bike Safety Rodeo through the Ogden Bicycle Collective. And finally, May 7th, Fly with the Flock 5K at Ogden Nature Center. That's a fun 5K. If you're just getting into shape and want to keep the mileage short, you basically lap um, the Ogden Nature Center, which is pretty cool. So that's a little 5K there. Let's jump into our guests. We have Haley Prine and Amy Knight, Ogden Climbing Festival returns and it's a three-day event and so who wants to kick off here amy haley what are we doing what's what's the party well, like amy raised your hand during hill fest are you gonna hey. be out there <laughs> <laughs> well, I, i've just i've been to hill climbs before they're really entertaining to watch um i enjoy them but I mean, yeah how much uh, do you root for the sled to come back down the hill over top oh, of the time. rider every time every time <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying, but from the ground, it's not too bad. <laughs> uh, so you're setting tonight because there's a comp involved. You want to take us through the the events of the weekend? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we are just gearing up right now. I've got all my rat setters outside my office right now, just setting for the comp that's on Saturday. Um, but eventually start on Friday. Um, we're going to do crate stacking, which is free to the public and students, anybody who wants to come, six to nine. And then. And this is up at Weber. <laughs> Yep, just here up at the outdoor program in the in the climbing wall. Um, we'll have it all set up, all the crates ready to go. Um, I think last year our are the our, crates ready to go though? Are they ready? The, the crates are ready. Yeah, the crates okay. are ready. I don't know if the people are. I think the last time we got somebody got up to like twenty four crates or something. So we're looking to beat those records this year. So if you haven't, I mean this this is a great event. If you haven't seen it, it's like the milk crates in the dairy department, yeah. and they stack. And you put, do you start with like three or four on the ground already, or do you just start at one? Yeah, you start with a couple on the ground, and then okay. you have to climb the, the, the crates as you stack them. So someone's handing you one crate after another, and um, you just get as high as you can. You get up there looking down, it starts like leaning Tower of Pisa kind of stuff. Yeah. 24 yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh. It gets pretty high. Okay. So... We're going to do that on Friday. Again, um, again, we just hope somebody falls. I mean, that's oh, why yeah. we watched the thing. Yeah, okay. It makes for really good videos. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about the gram here. All about the gram. That's that's Friday in the evening. Yep. Um, Friday, we're also doing our, our golden Easter egg hunt. Um, these are going to be put out on some of Ogden's most iconic climbing routes. People find them, bring them in, they get a prize. Um, so you do have to get outside and go climb. But, wait, yeah, wait so you might be like... Yeah. A few bolts in, and then you just find like a golden, yeah, find a golden, wow. e golden Easter egg. Wow! All right. So that should be fun, especially with Easter coming up. But maybe more adult style. You're so Bring creative. Yeah, that's creative. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. So we're gonna do that. Um, that's just Friday. Okay. And Saturday is kind of our bigger stuff. The climbing comp is gonna start early in the morning. Um, anybody can participate. Any level of wherever you're climbing at in your life. Um, we have different categories for beginner to advanced. Got tons of sweet prizes. You get a, a swag bag and everything. Um, all the good stuff. I think so, I think my level of climbing right now is the stairs. So. Well, you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> when you say any level, do you... <laughs> any, any level. We we've got beginners, people who've never climbed before, yeah. up to like 
people who are sponsored pro climbers. So yeah, sweet. And that and it's open to the public. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just because it's up at Weaver doesn't mean you have to be a student to enter. Nope, open to everybody and anybody who wants to come and play. So. All right. Very good. Can you register on site? Yeah, you can register here on site. Um, It'll still be on the computer, but you can register day of or you can register right now. I I show 30 bucks and 25 percent. 30 bucks for general public, 25 for students. Uh, It says here on the website, which is weber.edu slash Ogden. If you search Ogden Climbing Festival, it comes up. But if you enter the comp, you get a free ticket to the next night's event as long as well as a swag bag and raffle yeah this is a big deal yeah so we've got lots of prizes but yeah that night they also get a ticket to see the real rock 16 film which we're showing down at the union station i love it um it's it's super rad uh they they just sent me the film this week and we're gonna have it all ready to go we're gonna have some a food truck there and start raffles a little bit early at 5 30 um so people can come grab some food get their raffle ticket because you get a raffle ticket if you come to that as well um we're gonna have some really sweet swag from Arteryx and Deuter and some ropes all kinds of fun things I love it uh it says on here red points the format of the climbing festival can you just explain that yeah so red point is just it's a climbing comp style um so you get a certain amount of time for our comp you get an hour and a half um, to do as many routes as you want. And we take the top three hardest routes that you do to, to be your score. Um, so you just have a, a set amount of time and you can climb as much as you want or as little. Um, you try and turn in t- three routes t- for your final score. So it doesn't matter how many times you fall off a route. You just got to nope. send it. Okay. Yeah. So we only count falls if there's like a lot of ties or anything. Then we go to like how many times you tried the route. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is like honor system? Um, you do like once you complete a route, um, you have to have somebody witness your scorecard. Um, okay. so somebody who watched you finish it. Okay. Uh, very good. So then, yeah, tell me about Real Rock. What, what's going on? What, when did we decide to bring in Real Rock? This is great. Um, it's something that I've always enjoyed watching. And um, this year's their 16th year. I knew some of the films that were coming out and they looked really awesome. Um, there's four different films this time. Um, one with uh, it's the bridge boys they climb cracks in bridges they started during um like covid because they couldn't go out to the bigger rocks and stuff and so they're like well we'll just climb our local bridges here in london because they don't really have cracks over there um like we do um another film the barefoot climber is this gentleman from france who climbs barefoot just to make it extra challenging for himself sure yeah um and then alex johnson has a film on there as well and then Tommy Caldwell and Alex Honnold have another one. Of course, I feel like they're always in it. But. Of course they do. Yeah. Is it yeah. real rock without Alex? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so they they all look super fun. You can like watch the trailer um, and then just come join us and watch it. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Uh, clinics as well this year. Mm-hmm. Yep, we will be spreading clinics primarily on Sunday, but then also a few um, on Saturday. We've got a full list on that web page. You can click over to the clinics tab. Um, we've got indoor, outdoor, kind of uh, discussion-based, field-based, all sorts of things. Supportive belay techniques for the unsure climber. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, elevated Mountain Guides out of Salt Lake are going to be coming up to host that one. Really excited about that. They work with a lot of youth primarily, and so they're 
adjusting their programming a bit to be open to anyone. It's so funny how many, how many people are unsure. It's like everybody when they start, you know, supportive blade techniques for the unsure climber. So they're teaching you how to make the, the climber who is new or scared um, comfortable. I'm exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Very good. Uh, I dig it. And then all the so there's like sport climbing anchors. There's fitness for climbers. That's awesome. Yeah. Our. Um, Am I muted? Oh, no. No, you're oh, good. I, can hear you. <laughs> I was on the other page looking at our clinics. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, Weaver State Outdoor Program is actually housed under Campus Recreation. So we thought it'd be awesome to get um, a little bit more of our our home team staff in there. So our uh, fitness coordinator, Jonathan Rivera, is going to be leading that TRX for Climbers uh, course right over there at the uh, Wildcat Center on campus. Uh, yeah. So whenever folks register... Um, leading up to, to the time of the clinic, we'll be sending out prep emails and things to let them know exactly when and where and what they need to bring and, um, make sure they know who their instructors are and how they can reach them and all that sort of thing just as they register. I dig it. And then what can you tell me about the mental training for climbers? It says round, it's a round table. Yeah, it's going to be a discussion based. We'll have a little, um, presentation by one of our, um, he's actually a student trip leader. He's also a single pitch instructor through the AMGA. Cameron Dunn is going to be leading, um, yeah, a little round table and presentation on kind of like what people call a head game. Um, mm -hmm. cause I know as a climber that that is, that's something that's pretty hard to overcome and something that's hard to train on really. Mm -hmm. You can do all these, you know, physical, um, you know, I, I can train to climb 512. I can train for these different moves, but if you're leading and your head is, is wigging out, like, uh, good luck. So mm. yeah, he wanted to put in that kind of mental training aspect, um, whenever we were pitching clinics this year and I thought it'd be a great fit for kind of rounding out our clinics. No, I like it. And then, uh, Weber outdoor program is unique in that it has the ability to do some adaptive climbing as well which is cool. So there's a clinic on adaptive climbing. Um, it's good. This is a fun weekend. Um, all right. What did we not cover? I mean, that's three days of, so Friday it starts and that is uh, crate stacking, scavenger hunt. Saturday is the climbing comp and real rock. And then Sunday clinics, correct? We missed anything. Yep, and we'll just have a few of the of the clinics on Saturday as well, um, because okay. the they'll, those will all be outdoor ones since the facility facility will be in use for the comp. Yeah, yeah so. and we you know through the years you know this is it's the climbing festival changes indoor outdoor, but man it used to be outdoor a few years in a row and the Boulder Field and you just had to like cross your fingers for the weather it was it was pretty sketchy at times so. Uh, this this way is nice. You don't have to really worry about the weather so much. So I think you're you're in good hands there. Uh, all right, what did we miss? Anything? No. What about? We, we feel good. Yeah, you feel yeah. This is good. Okay, so that's this weekend. Um, really? Okay, so you can get tickets right now if you want if you need them right for the Real Rock and the and you can jump in on the comp as well now. So you can no, sign up for the comp Real Rock uh, any of the clinics right now. Okay sweet anything else you want to plug you have, you run any trips that aren't full always yeah no um yeah just be watching <laughs> our webpage if you just go to weber.edu slash outdoor look at the adventure program calendar you can find out what's going on awesome 
I love it. Well, Amy Haley, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Everyone should go check out the Iron Climbing Festival this weekend. It's a, what year is it this year? How many years in a row? This is 15. 15. Yeah. I thought I thought you were matching real rock. I was going to be really I, impressed. I tried. I was bummed because there's a six and more fifteen. I was like, oh, we should have. So close, so close. No, that's pretty good. Um, all right. Well, thanks again. We're going to jump into some news. Y'all can go. Well, Amy's got to go set routes. Yeah, I do. You'll probably hear the drills in the background, so I just keep turning it off. <laughs> oh no, that that's what that noise is. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks. We'll see you guys this weekend. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. All right, Totters, we, there was some news while we were taking a quick break there. And one of the biggest pieces of news is that the outdoor program, do you like this or do you like this better? I don't know which one you like better. I like side by side. You like this one here? Yeah. Uh, no, the other, the little one. This one? This guy here? I wonder yep, if I can that one. swap that. Widescreen. Looks like, like I'm the looking wide. at you. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, OR's coming back to Salt Lake. I was. What? I know. I know. My heart be still. Uh, they made the announcement on March 23rd. We're moving back to Salt Lake. I was kind of in shock, actually, because it's, it's, they left in a rush, you know, out of Utah. And I thought, well, all the places are going to come back to. They're certainly not going to or go to. They're certainly not going to come back to Utah, but they did. So they sent out these surveys, and, and Todd, let me know if any of these places would sound interesting to you because on the list – of, of potential options for OR were places like, you know, stay in Denver, Las Vegas, uh, Austin, and I believe Orlando was on there because they have huge facilities out there. Um, yeah. I th and then I think there was a place in, I think, I think maybe Los Angeles or somewhere in California, there was, there was a, a place, but it, I don't know. I kind of like it being in the Mountain West. So, you know, I had my votes and I, I of course, put Utah because I'm selfish and I want to insult. I want to drive 30 minutes to OR and not have to get a hotel. So my vote was Utah. But my second was usually Denver and or Las Vegas. Hello. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at straight just convention center space, I mean, that's what Vegas is built for. And so they definitely have the space to do it. They got the, the rooms to do it. Yeah. Um, they do have, they do have Red Rock Canyon, not far from there. That wouldn't work well for winter, but, yeah. uh, as far as like destination climbing, that's not that far away there. Yeah. It, it would have a few things going for it, but, uh, but I mean, obviously there's a nice long successful track record in Utah. Man, it, it withered a tornado one year. So, you know, it weathered a tornado one year. <laughs> it 100% did. I remember that. Yeah. That I was, just took Tent City. That went right through Tent City. Right through Tent City. That, yeah. Oh, my God. I drove yeah. home north on I-15, and I remember seeing the storm, and then I got home, and I saw the news reports that a tornado hit Salt Lake City, and I didn't know what OR was. Downtown Salt Lake City. Downtown. Not oh, messing around. Crazy. It was wild. Yeah, that was a crazy storm. Well, welcome back. So... So yeah. they have one more to go in Denver before they come back here, right? I believe summer is in Denver, and then winter will be winter twenty three. January twenty three will be in Salt Lake. Okay. Yeah. So everybody's got a little bit of time to yep to plan accordingly. Yep, for sure. I'm going to share the screen here. Um, if I remember how to do this, let's do this here. Bam. So an Ogden climber was sentenced for actions in Mountain. 
Denali Rescue Investigation. This is according to the standard. Um, an Ogden doctor been sentenced to a five-year ban from climbing Mount Denali in Alaska after he pleaded guilty to disrupting an investigation into a climbing partner's 1,000-foot fall there. The U.S. Magistrate Scott Oravec in Fairbanks, Alaska on Thursday imposed the ban on Jason Lance, 48 years old, from Ogden. I don't, I don't, I haven't heard his name before, but he's he's a, a doc here apparently. Lance on March 4th agreed to, oh, he's got to pay a $5,000 fine and give 5000 to the Denali Rescue Volunteers. Lance on March 4th agreed to a plea bargain in which he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor violating a lawful order. In return, two other misdemeanor charges were dismissed, interfering interfering with a rescue operation and making a false report. So things didn't go well. Lance attempted to summit Denali, North America's tallest mountain on May 24th in 2001. Court records said he was with another climber who experienced altitude sickness, and they moved beyond 18,600 feet. Hey, man, that's so far up there. I get woozy at like 10, let alone 18. No, that's incredible altitude, yeah. Yeah. Um, a, and then it says the, uh, the other climber stayed with another group of two. As Lance continued upward, the two other climbers abandoned their efforts so they could help the ill climber descend. There were some... Let's see. We were all in psychological shock. Lance said Friday, we thought he was dead. Climber was found alive. Was taken from the mountain by helicopter. Anyway, there were some issues. You can read the whole report. It's up at the standard. Um, kind of covered the basics with that one. Did you know they're retiring the, not the tram itself, but the tram cars at, at Snowbird? Let's get one of those. They're, they got to be cheap, right? A couple hundred bucks. We can put that into like a, how about another remote studio or something out of the oh tram? Oh my God, that would be that kind would, of fun. They've got to be thousands and thousands of dollars. But there, here's a two minute little video of the stories from the tram. It's fantastic, by the way. Let me make this a little bigger for you. Many memorable moments Neil Cohen. have happened on the journey to Hidden Peak Snowbird on that historian. tram over the years. And one of my favorite tram memories is the very first time I went up with my dad. And we couldn't get into the dock because there was too much snow on the upper dock. And we just looked over at him and he just collapsed. One time a windy day, it hit the tower and the back windows flew out of the tram. And one of the things that you wouldn't wouldn't believe, actually there's a lot of things that you wouldn't believe. And one of my favorite stories, it was Bob Ficker and Reed Cedarloff. Reed laid on top of the tram and Ficker was holding his ankles and inched him over the edge of the tram so that his face would slowly come into view on the outside of the tram windows That's and great. freak out the people inside. That's great. Yeah, they're getting new tram cars. The tram has a lot of miles on it. It's close to 800,000 miles, which is enough miles to travel to the moon and back one and a half times. Speaking of moons, <laughs> the ski school used to take the tram at the end of the day to do a training session on top of Hidden Peak. The patrol was in one tram, the ski school was in the other tram, and, and they each independently had an idea that they would moon the other people. And so when they passed, it happened pressed hams all against the window. Each one thought they would get it over on the other, but it was a dual moon. <laughs> a dual event. moon, a dual moon event. But there yeah. were so many stories up here. 
so much. It's still just as much fun. Oh, super cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's going to go for a lot of money. I wonder oh, what they're playing as. I wonder if they, is there a museum? I wonder if there's a, that'd be something that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, because that's, I mean, they He's were history ye- right there. years up there. Yeah. A, a guide, a mountain guide, was buried in an avalanche in Big Cottonwood Canyon, and he for 23 minutes, and they found him alive. Now he's no ordinary guide. His name's Willie Benegas, and he was recently, recently caught and seriously injured in a large avalanche. Despite being buried for over 20 minutes in over two meters of snow, he survived. Um, he, Willie and his twin brother Damian, both 54, are the founders of the renowned Benegas Brothers Guiding Company. Willie has climbed Everest 13 times. On March 12th, around 12.30 p.m., Willie was caught and injured in a large avalanche near the East Bowl of Big Cottonwood Canyon. He was yeah, 23 minutes and six and a half feet of snow. He was guiding an all-female team of six skiers, and he had that morning um, you know, given them a, a refresh in avalanche rescue skills and Sure as heck, man. It took him a little while, but they they found him in the snow. He had passed out, had been unconscious. He tried yelling for help, and then he realized due to his survival experience, you know, it's finally kicked in after the panic settled a little bit, and he thought he needed to conserve his oxygen because he had a small air bubble. He just waited and waited it out and and tried to calm himself so that that he didn't take up all of his oxygen. And, uh, man, he survived, which is a great story. So... Good avalanche. Good avalanche story. Not a bad avalanche story. I mean, it's bad to get caught and buried, but he survived. What a beast. Climb- He's a beast. Yeah, totally. Climbers against trams, and it's not the snowbird trams, but climbers rally against the proposed tramway and exp- expanded bus lanes in Utah's Little Cottonwood Canyon. This is according to alpinist.com. The reason they don't like either of these two proposals, and you know what? I wish I would have pulled up. I didn't see what proposal they wanted, to be honest. Um, but both of these proposals, a tram and or widening the freeway, will will eliminate and or damage some of the renowned boulders in the canyon and some, some climbs in the canyon, access to. Uh, says, in the climbing world, the famous names affiliated with the canyon present an ongoing list of the who's who that spans generations, including Jeff Lowe, Conrad Anker, Alex Lowe, Steve Hong, Kyle Dempster, Scott Adamson, and Lynn Hill. Top boulders like Alec jo- Alex Johnson and Nathaniel Coleman. Uh, it, yeah, LCC's, it's a great place to, to boulder, but there there's issues with... The, the, the problem is the traffic going up to the resorts is horrendous, and they've got to figure out a way to uh, make it better up there. And so I think what they were going for was, was, was buses, but not an expanded... Uh, not a, not a widening of the road. So, but I can't remember exactly. Um, Salt Lake Climbers Association is heavily involved in that. So, if you want to put input in that or want input on that, jump on to the Salt Lake Climbers Association page, SLCA. Learn more about it, especially if you're if you climb down there a lot. Outside Magazine announces the new Anti Metaverse Web Three Initiative. I don't. The title lost me. I don't know what an, meta, the metaverse I'm confused about, let alone the anti-metaverse. But it says our parent company is launching a new NFT project, the Outerverse. 
to promote sustainability and get people outside. I'm all for it. Let's get people out, outside in a sustainable manner. So to anyone who's, who still considers our parent company, Outside Inc., as an old guard member of the media landscape, you can put that notion to bed. Company today announced the launch of its first NFT and Web3 initiative, the Outerverse. Todd, where's our NFTs? Do we have Banyan NFTs? I think with your yeah. art, artistic prowess, we can probably have some pretty badass Banyan NFTs. I'm just saying. I'm going to look up what an NFT is like two, three years from now. Give me a couple of years to <laughs> kind of let it all sink in, see if it disappears. Some yeah. of this stuff just kind of comes and goes. If it's still around in a couple of years, then I'll look into it. Yeah, I know. I know on Instagram it says I can make a lot of money on NFTs, apparently. Well, there you go. That's yeah. the answer right there then. All right. Well, if you're into the Outerverse, get that, you know, get the NFTs from outside. They'll be selling those. Listen, that's all cool and fine and good. I, maybe it'll promote people to get outside, but really I just think it's a way for outside to make money. Weird. Weird. <laughs> Could be if wrong. It keeps the whole ball, if it keeps the ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true too. All right. Prehistoric cheetahs. I just love, I think my band name might just be prehistoric cheetahs. Like that would be a pretty cool band name. They once called Colorado home. Yeah. They're, I mean, this is a rendering of a prehistoric cheetah. If you're watching us on the YouTube, imagine driving down I-70 only to look out your window and see a cheetah racing after a pronghorn. It would be amazing. Just 13,000 years ago, these high-speed cats' relatives ruled the Western Plains, many called the region of Colorado, Wyoming, Arizona, and Nebraska home. They're known among archaeologists as false cheetahs due to their similar bone structure of fossils. These big cats share many qualities of the classic North American cougar, as well as the modern African cheetah. So it's like a hybrid there. Super cool. Yeah. This is on snow brains. I just, it's fascinating to think of the animals that used to live where we live, you know, they used to hike the same trails, essentially. They may, sort of created some of the trails that were on um, thousands of years ago, including prehistoric cheetahs. I'll tell you what, I dare say it, they will in some capacity probably be back again. <laughs> we probably can only hope. Last us. We can only hope. Uh, okay, that's all I have. Worth watching, Torn. Have you seen this yet? This is a... Yes, yes. You I'm did see it? Oh, my gosh. How no, long no, 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 no. I haven't seen it. I'm familiar with it. Okay. Uh, how long has it been out? Do you know? Um, not, not long. Not long. Not okay. long. Like a matter of weeks, if that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because Amy with the outdoor program says she's already seen it. All right, so Torn, uh, Disney Plus, here's the trailer. Do you have any memories of Dad? All that I have to describe him as is basically what he did. Avalanche killing the best of our time, Alex Lowe. His body was never recovered. He was like an astronaut lost in space. I can remember Conrad arriving on my doorstep. What could I do for Alex? What could I do to take care of all of you? Conrad got a phone call. He told me it has to be him. It was like he came back to life. You ever think you're gonna have to confront the body of your hero? You can lose someone and still love someone else. Like this film, it's gonna bring things out in the open, and then we'll just see if we can recover from that. 
Torn, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, wow, that's a documentary and a half there. That looks phenomenal. So... Uh, it's, yeah, it's getting a really good response to, and uh, and it seems to just keep increasing. Like people are getting increasingly more excited about it. So October, see October fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Legendary climber Alex Lowe is tr- tragically lost alongside cameraman and fellow climber David Bridges in a deadly avalanche on the slopes of the Tibetan mountain Shishampenga. Shishampengma. I guess. I, yeah. I need to practice that one. Miraculously surviving the avalanche was Alex's best friend and climbing partner, renowned mountaineer Conrad Anker. After the tragedy, Anker and Alex Lowe's widow, Jennifer, fell in love and married. And Anker stepped in. I mean, everybody sort of knows the story, but not this behind the scenes here in the video of all this. Anker stepped in to help raise Alex's three sons. Torn will deliver a profoundly intimate look at the at the Lowe Anker family using never-before-released archival footage of the ill-fated 99 expedition. Early footage of Alex and Anchor as young climbers, personal home videos, and strikingly candid interviews with the low anchors. The film will, will follow Max in his quest to understand his iconic late father as he explores the family's complex relationships in the wake of his father's death. I mean, that uh, trailer starts out with a profound question, and it was, you know, what do you remember of your dad? So anyone, like myself, who's lost someone close to them your, your dad your mom at a young age you try to figure out who they were or what they did or how could they have what if they raised me you know um and so what do you remember about that person and sometimes you don't remember much you know and that's sort of what they're trying to discover in this film so it looks like a phenomenal film All i'll right. tell you what that sort of makes yeah. me think another amazing opportunity of the uh, outdoor retailer as you know i mean we've had a chance to meet both of them jennifer and yeah. uh, conrad both and so it, yeah. essentially anyone in that world that travels through that world you know i'd be happy to have a beer with them again i tell you what it'd be amazing um well before we get to the we're in a world of hurt gear 30 segment we have so many new products in the shop that uh is good a whole bunch of Big Agnes, Black Diamond, Edelrid, Petzl, Ultra, Hilleberg is back. We didn't have Hilleberg all 2021 because there was an aluminum issue. In fact, snowshoes, we didn't have snowshoes and DAC poles were hard to come by. And so Hilleberg wasn't making or shipping tents. It was, it was really difficult. So once we sold our last Hilleberg, that was it for months. So we finally have Hilleberg's back in the shop Come down to the shop. We're refilling it. It seemed really empty for a short time there. And uh, sort of towards the end of January and February, we're just out of all the things. But it's refilling. It's getting back up to where it should be. We have Osprey coming, a whole bunch of um, MSR and Thermarest coming in, um, Western shipping. So a lot, a lot more. But it's camping. It's camping stuff, man. It's that time of year. So come on down to the shop, Gear 30 or gear30.com and we're also we're going to start releasing videos on youtube once a week the podcast is up so you can search gear 30 podcast not to be confused with blisters because they have the same name we started years and years earlier than theirs uh so find gear 30s gear 30 podcast and find us on gear 30 on youtube and check out some of the reviews and stuff that we're putting up on the youtube which is fun uh so in the my land segment oh my lands we're in a world of hurts Drought leads to tough restrictions in Weber Ogden Basin. Not good. 
Uh, let's go down here. So it says there's very little good news to be had for water users in northern Utah being served by the Weber Basin Water Conservancy District. The district, which this is according to Deseret News, which is the wholesale water supplier for Weber Davis Morgan Summit and parts of Box Elder County is enacting tough restrictions to keep drinking water in its systems. So the steps include reduction of secondary water deliveries by 60 percent, reduction of culinary water deliveries by 10 percent. And then a once-a-week outdoor watering rule or guide, a delay in the activation of the secondary water system by a full month, and agricultural contracts have shaved by 40%. So, yes, we need water. Now, we were at 80% a few weeks ago, and then it got so hot so fast that it dwindled down to 65% of normal in a matter of days, and that's not good. So... Uh, you kind of want a slow warm up in the spring and not the, the heat we had a couple weeks ago because that really, the runoff is quick. And I don't quite understand that because I, f I feel like if it's the same amount of snow or water, then it doesn't matter when it runs off. But um, I guess if it gets too hot too quick, it doesn't stay in the mountains and stay in the reservoirs. It just goes away. So what we need is the reservoirs to fill and they are not filling and that's bad. Uh, so, uh, when you're using water this year, just remember, you know what I'm seeing though, too, Todd, I'm seeing more and more people, uh, as I drive through the neighborhoods and stuff, I'm seeing more and more people with the tarps over their front yards, meaning they're going to go zero escape, you know, which is a smart thing to do. They even thought about, um, not approving, uh, yards for new, for new lawns, you know, and, and we were in Davis County, they, they nixed that they're going to approve lawns, but they've got a, abide by certain new standards um so that's that's good at least they're doing something but uh i am seeing more at least in my travels throughout ogden people going to they're just re-landscaping their yards making it so it's a little more water friendly which i think is good be cool as if you could get a like a kickback in uh some taxes or something from from the city if you did that but another story did they did at one point didn't they maybe i don't know i think they did yeah. at least particularly in that front area like in front of the house like it um like street side by the sidewalk yeah maybe they know, are because that's where i'm well of course i'm not in everyone's backyard but that's where i'm seeing it being done is on the in the front yards you know um, i thought at some point they were even yeah there were some arrangements that you can make with the city with that that's the reality we all gotta remember <laughs> living in the desert we do. Doesn't feel like all the time. So I know. We live in a desert. Well, and, you lived uh, in a desert for years, and and you know, yeah. Like Vegas desert. Vegas desert, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That reminds you every day, but uh, you know, technically the, the state of Utah would kind of fall into that. It doesn't feel like it up here necessarily, but yeah. uh, every little bit. This week's quote of the week. It's always. <laughs> this is a bad one. It is always by way of pain. One arrives at pleasure, the Marquis de Sade. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's a good one. It kind of goes out with a smile. Ah, yeah. Thank you to the Bandian One for powering today's 387th episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe to the Bandian Collective on YouTube. Hey, we hit 100 subs. Yeah. You should be our 101st. It's a good time over there on the YouTube. Check us out. You can see us live. And I looked up... Uh, what was I going to say? It's, it's that, what's that vision? It's like the color. Look, us, we're uh, Vista vision or something. What's the vision that 
Chromavision or something. It was famous in Hollywood. It's like the famous way. Oh to color, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Color things or whatever, but really, it's it's just color, you know, it's just <laughs> us. It's I can't remember what that is called. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, BandyCollective.com, Podbean app for Android and iPhones. You can give us a beer at, uh, is it give, give, give me a beer.com or buy me a coffee? Buy me a coffee.com or we're on there as well. I'll show oh, that's notes. air quote beer or coffee. Yeah, beer or coffee. <laughs> it's just like you can give us a few bucks a month if you like, if you like what we do here. All show notes with the links are available at thebandycollective.com. You want to chat with us the best way to do that is hit us up on instagram at ogden adventure yeah i think that's it this week's outdoor jukebox is uh a little ditty from Yudi ko who was oh nice yeah she you know she said she was gonna move and then she didn't move she's still in salt lake so um so she moved but not just out of ogden just didn't go much further <laughs> than than that so john would say the mountains are calling in we must go Let's go. You're damn right I like kimchi on top of my pizza. And yeah, I like pineapple with that. What's it to ya? People say that I'm cheesy like mozzarella. So I like what I like I'm a dichotomy of happy and sad of free thinkers Spiritual lover of jazz Is it possible to be a basic hippie? It's right, if so, I like what I like I get caught up in opinions And what are they thinking? Sure of what